I want to talk about the subject, the kingdom understanding on adultery and divorce. The kingdom's understanding on adultery and divorce. It's a very delicate subject, as I said, and I pray that by the grace of God, the spirit of God will give you the wisdom and an understanding to be able to draw you to the place where you want you to be. Because in this kingdom, if you don't understand the principles, if you don't understand the kingdom's demand, if you don't understand what the kingdom requires, you might do something against the will of God. You might do something that is not in alignment with the purposes of God. And this can bring you or us a bit of a trouble. Hallelujah. But before we go into the word, I want to ask one question. If you answer, I'll give you a gift. Hey. Hey. Yes. <laughs> we have been studying the book of Matthew. Okay. Yes, please. Uh, this February is a February, a month that we are all studying the book of Matthew. I have tried to listen to the whole book twice. Uh, hey. from, from the time we started to now. I've listened Not even to once twice. twice. <laughs> and there was a question that came to mind. And I want to ask you here on the platform, whoever mm -hmm. gives me a good answer, you'll be, hey. <laughs> I'll okay. give you some, a gift, okay? Let, let me go back. Maybe I might give you the book, hey. the new book hey. which has not been launched. Hey. Yes. Wow. If you can give me the answer, I'll give you the book because I can send, I've got a book on my phone, so I can send hey. it to you so you can have the test, the, the brand new book it is not launched yet it is not launched yet so i'll give you the full book for free if you're able to answer the question hallelujah the answer is yes please <laughs> and do not google please do not google be faithful please don't google it don't google it I am begging you, please don't Google it too. <laughs> yes, let's go. In Matthew, hey, okay. which chapter and which verse that says God is a God with us? Hey. In Matthew, in the book of Matthew, which chapter and which verse that says God with us? And the Google crowd is wondering. <laughs> which is some people are Googling. Please don't Google, I'm begging you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You see, I, I want us to, the reason why I brought this question is this, that I want us, when you are reading the word of God, I want you to open your spirit. Um, this is Matthew 1. Yeah, you finished Google. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. You finished Google. Google is giving the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the professional people are exempt. Yeah. We're talking about the courtesy of you're disqualified. You're disqualified. <laughs> you're a professional person. Our first minister has been disqualified. Who, who was Googling? But we will listen to her anyway. I don't think we know. Yes, Google, Google says she's disqualified. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Auntie Ejiel, what did you say? It's Matthew one twenty three. Mm -hmm. It talks about the prophecy of Isaiah mm -hmm. um, that uh, there will be um, a son born unto us. 
and his name will be called Emmanuel, uh, meaning God with us. Before spoke about his real name, Jesus Christ. Our church logo and our emblem and our greetings mm -hmm. is also found in the book of Matthew. You understand? Mm -hmm. Emmanuel. The Lord, the Lord is, is with, us. with us. Hallelujah. So you should realize these things. I want you to always open your heart when you are reading the word of God. Because you never know how much revelations the spirit of God can bring to your heart. Matthew is one of the most powerful books uh, in the scriptures that we, we need to pay a very detailed attention to. Because he was, he was a learned. He was somebody who was brainy, very sharp and smart, um, apostle of God. And so the, the accounts of Matthew uh, and Luke, they, both of them carry some kind of weight that you cannot um, uh, trivialize it or just read them through just like that. No, but take your time and make sure that you get understanding of things. The Lord opens your eyes as the spirit of God when you are reading to draw you to that place to know what you are reading. Hallelujah. Because Amen. sometimes we can read and never understand. True. Yeah, you can read and uh -huh. never understand. And the Bible can never be interpreted with man's understanding or man's wisdom. Mm -hmm. But rather the revelation of the spirit of God that comes on that particular word. That is what gives you illumination. The Bible used the word illumination, which means that your eyes have been opened, not that you're, we were blind, but all of a sudden it jumps up to you to let you see something. One single test in the scripture has got seven layers of meaning. I've said this before. I don't know whether it's on this platform. One single test of the Bible has got seven layers of meaning, and each one of them carries a weight that draws you closer to God. That also refines your understanding about who he is to you. So you always don't want to trivialize the scripture. That is why I don't rush the Bible. I take my time. If one verse is what I want to learn for the whole day, that's, that's good enough for me. Hallelujah. Because in my lifetime, in my lifetime, I've got kind of people who have read the Bible over and over. It is good. I'm not allowed to do that. I have done that a couple of times. I think I've read the Bible over and over, like I think three times or so. But I desire that every test that my mind sets on, I know it. Amen. Yeah. I know the scripture, at least to the level of my understanding, that the spirit will open to me. For me to grab so it is always important to begin to walk in that capacity of trying to let the spirit of god speak to you for every single test that you see in there hallelujah so man is a very powerful book and this man those of you who will join i hope that by the grace of god the lord will bless you amen 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 um our anchor scripture for our topic today kingdoms understanding on adultery and divorce. I'm not talking of fornication, no. I'm talking of adultery and divorce because it's it's almost closer uh, because one leads to the other, especially in our generation now, that the things that is happening is very delicate. A lot of people now don't even feel ashamed that they walk in those kind of impurity and then they even sometimes boast of it which it breaks hearts of the Lord. It breaks God's heart that they boast that ah, 
I have done this and I've done that. Hallelujah. But God mm. don't want us to walk in those places where our hearts are not pure. Hallelujah. Our hearts are Amen. not pure. Let me talk a little bit about the power of purity of heart, the power of purity of heart, because impure heart leads to these kinds of stuff. Impure heart. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, it says that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God desires that we, his children, walk with a pure sense of understanding and nothing clamoring the heart issues hallelujah the heart is a very the bible says the heart is is a deceitful place that's jeremiah 17 he said the heart is deceitful above all things this is a very strange scripture this is jeremiah the prophet speaking you know he said the heart is very deceitful above all things so never trust your heart hallelujah mm-hmm. never trust your heart it may shock you how you think and you have made your mind up i think jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 or so how you have made up your mind that i'm not doing this by the time you realize your heart has already made the decision for you before your mind even contemplates on them so the heart the bible says in jeremiah that never trust the heart and the bible says it is desperately wicked and who can understand it's a phenomenon that passes the level of uh, the understanding of men. Let me share with you uh, something. A man in the house with a woman, a wife, with two children, and they are in the house. And the brother tells the wife that, oh, I am going out. I'll be back in a moment. Not knowing that he is going to meet another woman who carries almost the same thing. Well, I don't know what, but, but so long as she's a woman, the anatomy is the same thing. And yet, for some strange reason, this is where his heart is drawing. Meanwhile, he told this one that, oh, I love you. And yet the other one too says that, oh, I love you. So you wonder where is these things coming from? So never let our confidence reside on the strength of our heart. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So we've got to walk with a pure heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, verse 11, it says that he who loves purity of heart and whose speech is gracious will have the king as his friend. If we desire that our heart must be pure and it must be clear from all these kind of impurities, the Bible says that one thing that can help us is this, that God, the most high God, the king of Israel, he shall give us the permission to walk with him as a friend. The Bible says it, that Moses walked with God as a friend. Abraham walked with God as a friend. David walked with God as a friend. We see these things that it can happen. You can walk beyond the level of the threshold of a son or a sonship and to come to the level of friendship. Hallelujah. And God can keep you in that position. It's a very very, um, deep stuff that I've just said, that God keeps a man, a mortal man, a frail man that he created as his image. Now man becomes his friend. Why? Because of the purity of heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
The Bible says that we should delight in the truth inward being. In Psalm 51, say, Behold, you delight. This is the statement of David, you know, and he desired that the Lord will help him have a clear heart away from all those mess that he had done. So Psalm 51, he went and did something wrong, you know. We'll come into that, uh, some, some kind of stuff that went on wrong in his life. That a man who walked with God as a friend of God still went out there and messed up and did a big blunder of his standard with God and God would not keep quiet. And God's heart was broken. So God sent a judgment against him. <laughs> And his household was all over the place. His life was in a mess. And these were some of the statements that David said. Because impurity led him to that place. So when he came out, after the judgment and all these things, these were some of his cry. He said that, behold, you God, you delight in truth and in the inward being inside here. Not outside here that we talk about, but rather in what being and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart why because the guy had done something wrong and this time that nobody knew it was only him and the woman that he slept with and he kept quiet hmm, nothing happened nobody saw it it's all right it's all right but god that's what i said from the beginning that wherever we are the lord can see and he can know. We may mean we may be in a dying situation, we may be in help, or we may be in a very impure heart condition. The Lord knows the heart. Hallelujah. And so we've got to be mm -hmm. careful with every activity that we do. If we want to draw near uh, to God and we want to seek for his uh, attention, the Bible says in the book of James that it says, draw near, James chapter 4, verse 4, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. This is the way you can come before him. Making sure that you hold no grudges against anyone. And the Bible says that you sinners purify your heart. Hallelujah. James 4, 8. Purify your heart, you double-minded people. So let the heart be pure. Let the mind be clear from any kind of impurity so that God can help us to be closer to him, to create an environment for us to become friends of him. Hallelujah. Amen. If we open our heart to him, he will help us. Hallelujah. As I said in Psalm 51 uh, verse 10, the, David said, I created me a clean heart because his heart was impure. Yeah, he messed up so big time. To create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. The moment a clean heart is corrupted, a wrong spirit takes over in your heart and that can lead you to the field that we're going to talk about in a moment to become uh adulterous man or adulterous woman uh, uh or any kind of situation that can lead you into divorce and all kinds of stuff so please never allow ourselves to walk in that place where the mind and the heart do not agree in the field of respect and value to the kingdom and also your salvation before god Hallelujah. So if you Amen. see in your life that these things are prevailing and you are giving yourself to those kind of challenges, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, one thing you can do is to come clean before God. Yes, 
That's what you do. David did in Psalm 51, which I've just said, 51, 10. David did. He came clean before God and said, Lord, you can see the inward part of me and all that is going on. You know it. And so if I am coming to you, what I can do, the Bible respects us to do is to confess our sins. And the Lord God Almighty is faithful to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all forms of unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Yes, he will Amen. cleanse us from all forms of unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. So please never keep all those Amen. kind of evil thoughts in your mind. This adultery is something that is uh, ravaging the church, is breaking the church apart. It is destroying families, it is destroying life. It is making life of people that the faith become very, very bleak. Men look at us and they say, what's going on with you people? Hallelujah. I know that spiritually mm -hmm. there's an attack from somewhere that the enemy is using as a weapon to wage war against marriages. But the Bible says that we should be smart and be wise. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And this mm -hmm. leads me to this point that God, the Most High, when he formed man in Genesis account, the Bible says that man was alone. Hallelujah. I'm drawing you to somewhere. Man was alone. So literally, the issue of a woman was not in the equation of man's life. Until, the, until a point where God gave him an assignment to dress the land and till it. In verse 6, from that point, the Lord stood and realized that the guy is working hard and he is alone and there is no help. Animals had help. Everybody had help. But this one had nothing. And then God realized his error. I'm putting that in, a, in a inverted commas. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Lord have mercy on me. If I can, I will put it in that sense. And the Bible used the word, and God said, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. So literally, a man's life and the companion that God brought to him was not a pre-planned thing for man from the beginning. So if God saw us men, as people, brothers, I'm sorry, today I'll be hitting you hard, you know, if God saw us men as people who have got no completion in our lives, but rather something that is needed to come and make our life complete, and then he creates that thing, what we must do is to value whatever God brings into our life as an addition to make life comfortable. Amen. And so when man received the woman, he was shocked and the scripture in the in the greek term it says the man said wow that's the meaning of the greek term the man said this is the bone of my bone flesh of my flesh it wasn't jesus who said it it wasn't god who said it It wasn't the holy spirit it was the man adam who saw the woman come and said wow yeah yeah that is what god can do so every addition to man's life as a woman a companion to help you to accomplish the purpose of God of your on your life. You must value and treasure the woman the Lord blesses you with. Amen. Hallelujah. But Amen. it's unfortunate that we began to see in the stead of, uh, of Israel, in their movement, in their activities, they began to take all kinds of things for granted. And then the women in their lives, they began to uh, abuse them 
Hallelujah. So issues of uh, where a man goes pick up another woman without even the understanding of things and then destroy the person's life and all that. It, it became so rampant to a point where they use the law as a way to escape the judgment of God. So nobody could talk about the issue of divorce. The Bible says that anyone who feels that a woman is not fit for purpose, what you do is just divorce her and then go and pick up. An, and so they were using the law as a way of escaping the right activities that they needed to do to keep their home, to keep their marriage, to make sure that the women are in a comfortable position so that they can be of a great help and a support to the men. So, for example, some issue, uh, this is just a, a paraphrasing, but some of the things that are read online, I was shocked that even a burnt toast can give a man a reason to say that this man is not good in cooking. Mm. Forget. A, a burnt toast. And mm. then so, I write to a, 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 a bill of divorce. So what is necessary for them to do at the time is to make sure that you write a bill of divorce and give it to the woman say go i don't want to marry you again and go and find another one so literally like women became like a commodity okay. like an item that you can just pick up on this on the shelf yes. just use it for some time you dump it and forget this one ah, <laughs> she's snoring too much in bed ah you and i write you a bill of divorce so literally like everything out there was not in a good alignment until jesus came to straighten things up mm -hmm. so he started in matthew chapter 5 uh where do we start from from verse 27 coming down to help us to understand and open our knowledge to the things how god wants things to be on earth here how it is in heaven he wants it to uh, mirror on earth here so the kingdom principle on the matters of of marriage and and the ability of being able to keep the house safe jesus had to come and clarify it in the ears of the people of israel and for it to affect everybody so that we know what the kingdom's demand is or the kingdom's understanding is so jesus started by saying that you have heard that it was said by them of old times that thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say to you that whosoever, <laughs> I will come there, whosoever, brothers, listen to me carefully, whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath already committed adultery with her already in his heart. We have just spoken about the issues of the heart now. So literally, Men could look at another woman and say, oh, wow, this one has got this. This one has got that. She's in this shape. She's this. But forgetting about what the Lord has blessed him as a woman of help and support to him. And now he, his mind and his heart is following after somebody. He hasn't touched the person, you know, but mm -hmm. his heart is following after the person lustfully. This, the woman cannot go and fight it. I have seen online people for for the brothers our eyes become a bit of like a magnet they see we see some stuff and our eyes is going like mm -hmm. meanwhile he's walking with another woman and i like the way the sisters do it the woman they see that the man's eye is going like that some of the mm -hmm. ones that are very radical can really slap you <laughs> some mm -hmm. of them who are very uh, generous can hold your head and turn your head back oh, 
Some of them can really attack you one way or the other. All these things are signs for us to know that the value of women must always be appreciated when the Lord blesses you with one. Amen. Hallelujah. Are the women happy now? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And so Amen. the Bible started from 29 says that and if thy right eye offends thee, plug it out and cast it off from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of the members should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. Let me take some time here to help us. The Bible is talking about the last of the eyes that connects to the issues of the heart. And this crosses against the purity that God is demanding us to be able to walk in. And unfortunately, the issues of this heart is never seen with men, with the eyes or the nakedness of man's eye. And so the devil can create all situations and scenarios around you to draw your attention. I remember some years ago, a very powerful man of God was standing on a pulpit preaching because I, I, I was in the service. And I, I remember I led the prayer meeting that night for that conference. It was a massive conference. I led the meeting, a very massive conference in London here. I led the intercessory prayer because I was an intercessor. I was the head of the intercessor. So I, I, I took over and I did that. And this visited a visiting man of God. So I sat in front, but on the opposite side. So I could see the front row like that whilst I sat on the other side. Uh, and, 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 and this man of God was ministering. And unfortunately, one of the ladies sat in front very inappropriately dressed. And also, I don't know whether she was sent. I had no, I have no clue why the situation was happening. But the eyes of the man of God set on the situation. And unfortunately, the brother was on fire in the spirit, but his flesh was demanding a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth look. So the only thing I could do at the time was either draw the attention of the protocol, and the moment you draw the attention of the protocol in such matters, it can create the whole a big scene. So I began to pray for the man of God. And I was thinking, this is a great man of God. How come that his focus in the thing, he was on fire, I'm telling you, he was on fire. But all of a sudden, the enemy created a scenario for his attention to be diverted. And now, instead of him switching his eyes away to stand on a different, uh, a different side of the platform or maybe getting closer to so that his eyes would overlook not to be able to see what was right in front of him. I mean, it was a huge interesting thing. From that time, I began to learn a lot of things that no matter how powerful you are as a man of God, always watch what the eyes sees. Be careful with what you let your eye behold. And make sure that the heart does not allow itself to interpret these matters in a very negative sense. The moment it comes to mind, make sure that you divorce it out of your mind and get yourself free from the last of the eyes. So the word of the Lord says that one thing that we can do is to make sure that we ignore, we ignore or cut off the things that will frustrate us from being able to have a pure heart before God. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So he says that if the eye, the right eye, if one of the eyes is making all those kind of gestures and drawing, say, have you seen this? Have you watched this? You know, sometimes on Facebook and YouTube and other places, um, like, um, yeah, sometimes you'll be flicking, flicking through stuff and then all of a sudden you see some strange things. If, if Mrs. sees me holding the phone and I'm, I'm stretching and I, I, I said, what, what is all this? He said, but why did you go there? I said, I didn't go there. I was just flicking through, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you what is happening in my house, okay? Yes. Yeah. So please don't think that I'm trying to bother you too much. We all have the same eyes as you have. But discipline is very, very necessary so that you avoid yourself all kinds of trouble that will lead you to the place where your heart will become troubled or deceitful or give you a false information and then you begin to dwell on it and this can lead you to the place of adultery oh. yeah. as a man it will lead you to that place quickly mm. quickly adultery what is it i want to explain it what is adultery it is a married man having an affair with a woman that is not his wife. Or a married woman having an affair with a man that is not her husband. Or a man having an affair with another man's wife. Or a woman married to a man having an affair with another another woman's wife that is what the bible calls adultery in flesh there are two types of adultery we have the spiritual adultery we have the the flesh adultery so this is the flesh the interpretation or the meaning of this uh, flesh adultery that is a married man having an affair with a woman that is not with his wife but the woman is single. Or a married man having an affair with a married woman that is not his wife. Or a married woman having an affair with a, with a single man that is not her husband. Or a married woman having an affair with um, somebody, a married woman's husband. These four positions, whichever way you cut it, you are going to hell, according to the word. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. So the Lord does not want us to lose the opportunity that he has given to us as his kingdom citizens. And so he says that even when the enemy draws you to that place, what you need to do is to cut the link. If the Bible says that pluck your eyes out, it's not saying that use a fork and a knife to guard your eye out so that you don't see. What about what's going on in your mind? What about the fantasies that's going on in your heart? About another woman? About the image that you saw on the screen or on the platform, on, on the social media? What about that? Looking at a brother with a six pack and everything and you see the one pack of your husband and you confess, mm, this one there. <laughs> would have been nice in bed and everything. I'll show you something in the scripture for powerful situation where some even women had to do. A whole general's wife had to chase after a young boy because maybe the general is not performing in bed. Oops. So, 
I'm saying some stuff. Please bear with me because this is a factor that we have to say the truth. Unfortunately, we, well, I won't use the word unfortunate. It's a fortunate situation. We need to know the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not coming yes, to excite men and people yes, and please. never give them the truth of the word of God. Amen. Yes. So we've got to be careful how we use our eyes to interpret matters of interest, especially when it comes to the issue of marriage, issues of, of this adultery, and God hates it. According to the biblical principles, if a man or that situation happens, the Bible says that the punishment is death for both of you. Yeah. The punishment is what? Death. death. Yeah. The Bible says in Exodus 20 verse 14, it's one of the commandments. Let me tell you the position of that commandment. It is on the seventh place, place that the Lord has placed that commandment. Thou shalt not commit adultery. It's on the number seven. Why would God? Wait, because in, in, in the Torah, they are very particular about numbers and positions of numbers and statements and order. They call it numerology. And those activities, if God, he is a God, his spirit is seven. Didn't we, didn't we fast on that a couple of weeks ago? We fasted on the seven spirits. Exodus 20 verse 14. Thank you. He, 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 he says this, that he would rather let this thing be in the position of number seven so that whoever reads thereby will know the importance of this matter especially it's a law it's a commandment that i have given to you that these are the things that i hate to see and if such situation prevail among you what the word of the law says is this that the two of you must die it's not a spiritual death it's a physical death literally say like kill them can you imagine if this situation is prevailing now and let's go into the church? I don't think there are a lot of churches who have a lot of members left. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Man of God doing it. Men of God doing it. I mean, all over the place. It's, it's such a shameful art. Sometimes you look at it and you feel like you want to vomit. That where do you read your Bible from? But unfortunately, it's happening. The devil has stolen the heart of men. The heart of men has been stolen by the devil and therefore last is prevailing. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. The Bible says this, that flee from sexual immoralities. Every other person, and it says that every other sin a man commits, is outside of his body but sexual immorality the person sins against himself and against god so you have seen in two capacities this is very powerful that sexual immorality if you walk in that place the bible says that the person sins so literally you have sinned against you before even the Bible comes into play, you have sinned against you. Before God begins to also question you, say, listen, you have also sinned against me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. 
The Bible says in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 10, if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. It's true. It's in the Bible. And so Hebrews chapter 11, uh, Hebrews chapter, Hebrews 13, I think, Hebrews chapter 13, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, it says that let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled. For God will judge the sexual immoral and the adulterous person. The Lord will judge you. The Lord will judge you. So be careful. And this statement could not be spoken out by the leaders of the law. It was Jesus who had to come in there and show us that this is how the kingdom perspective looks at this situation and this scenario. When it begins to unveil four capacities, a married man, having an affair with a single sister somewhere. A married man having an affair with another, some, another man's wife. A married woman having an affair with a single brother out there. And a married woman having an affair with a, a sister's husband, somebody's husband. This becomes an abominable situation in the sight of God. And God says that them both must die. Hallelujah. Let me talk about the spiritual mm -hmm. uh, adultery, which the Bible talks about. Oh, let me, before I come there, let me, let me talk about five examples of major adultery that happened in the scriptures. Number one, David and Bathsheba. How many of you have heard that story before? In 2 Samuel chapter 11. 2 yes, Samuel yes. chapter 11. David yes, saw a beautiful, oh, Krandos, a beautiful girl out there on the street, uh, on on her balcony, taking a shower. I wonder why they, that should be in the balcony. But anyway, <laughs> and David was sitting in his rooftop. He didn't go for war at that time. And they were all at war. But when he saw the beauty and the, the curvature and everything about the woman out there, he began to, the eye saw it, hallelujah, which the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 29. Says, when the eye, when the eye, the eye saw it, and now went into the heart. The Bible says in, 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 in um, Jeremiah 17, the heart is deceitful. And then he began to work it out in a way that will be able to get this woman to see even more and go beyond the level of sight and, and persuasion in his mind and his heart to be able to touch. And this led to the place of murder. A whole king of Israel, somebody who is at the heart of God, who was so powerful and doing the will of the Father, now because of his action, now he has committed murder. He, we, did it, we did that. Uriah's letter, didn't we do it? We did it as a prayer point. That he carried his own warrant of death that put this man to death. And he was carrying it as a letter in his own hands and gave it to the army commander, Abner. And Abner read the letter, look at the name, the face of this poor man who is so faithful. Listen to me, the brother, the Bible says that he was committed to the armies of Israel and he will not even be willing to go to his own home when he has been relieved from duty. And he was prepared to stay with the king and make sure that he defends the king. He slept in the open with the slaves of the king. 
He was a general, trusted general in the armies of Israel. And yet, because of adultery, because of the last of the eye, the interpretations of the heart began to draw David to the place where he has slept with a woman and now the woman is pregnant and he doesn't want to do abortion as others do, you know. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Abortion. Oh, this has reminded me of something. I hope I can't say it. Forgive. Lord, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Hallelujah. That abortion has broken lives of men. And people have left a life childless. Not because of their action, but because of the action of a woman. And by reason of the, the, the marriage, you cannot divorce a woman based on the father she in her previous life, she did those kind of stuff, and then now she cannot give birth. And the life of the family, the devil has kept them in the field where they can never have a child in the house because of abortion. And at that time, those things were not there. So David didn't know what to do. And she also, he also liked the woman. So Bathsheba became his wife and killed the husband away and destroyed the man. That is how adultery can lead one. We have seen women picking up guns and shooting other women. We have seen men going all over the place, making all kinds of mess. Families, are, others are pouring acid on others. People are doing all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff, and everywhere. People of God, we've got to be careful. Do not let lust lead you into destruction. Hallelujah. Adultery will create all kinds of problems for us. The second person is Samson and Delilah. Samson and Delilah. Samson was a judge of Israel, but because of adultery and the beauty of Delilah, he lost his position as a judge and his strength as somebody who was a Levite. And God did not want him to even touch wine, let alone another woman. And then instead of him marrying the woman, he walked with these Philistines. Can you imagine what is happening now in Israel? Okay. The press, uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, now what, how do you pronounce his name, goes and marries an Arab somewhere and brings the woman into Israel and become a Prime Minister. And then the woman becomes an informer for the Palestinian. And then the, uh, this is what happened. It's, that's what I'm reading from Judges chapter 16. What is happening now, it happened then. That these Philistines were a thorn in the flesh of the Jews and something a judge over the Jews or the Israelites gave himself up as a channel for this woman to have issue with him and then even the secret of his success was revealed. So adultery can lead to that, can reveal all secrets of man's success and begin to draw the months down and break homes, break families, break nations. Yes, adultery can do that. We can see that. I don't know how true it is, but I know of a great royal family that they said, they said, they said that, that, that the family, there was a marriage in the family 
and the couples began to split apart because one started dealing with other issues on the side and so the other also to pay back what the man has done she also sold herself out to another one and then that situation also became like a, a mess and it was all over the place at the end death was what happened one died one died one died yeah so we've got to be careful adultery is a dangerous thing it's a demonic orchestration to end the life of leaders, the life of noble men, the life of pastors, men of God, the life of handsome, powerful men of God, and also beautiful women of God. Adultery can do that. Hallelujah. Another mm -hmm. thing is Joseph, Joseph and Potiphar's wife. Joseph and Potiphar's wife. The Bible says in Genesis 39, verse 9, the woman, the woman, the woman, Habandokretos, the woman will do anything to attract this young man. As I said earlier on, that the brother, the, the husband is a, a military man, so maybe he's gone on duty, and the sister was desperate in the house, and she was all over the place, saw the, the six-pack of this young man, and the way the man, the young man, uh, beautiful young man, doing the job and everything, she began to imagine him in bed. Yeah, we have seen we have seen mates, and 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 uh, not only mates, we have seen uh, house 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 servants, boys in the house that are cleaning in the house, sleeping with their master's wives. Yeah, I remember when I was in Ghana some years ago, maybe about 24, 25 years ago, or something like that. A very renowned man of God had a, a servant in the house and uh, they were going to church you know they were going to church and then the woman said oh I'll, I'll come you take the lead and so he took one car and left and left the woman to come later not knowing that the woman was having an affair with his with her houseboy so the man had a mis made a mistake and then found out that there was a problem. He left something in the house and calling the woman, the woman is not picking. So now he can, those times, 25 years ago, mobile phone in Ghana was not very, very, you know, like today that everybody is holding, including uh, those who are not even born, still holding phones, mobile phones, you know? Yeah. So the, the man drove back home. When he came quickly running up and down and all that, because the woman and the houseboy were were in the middle of the activity, their ears could not listen to whatever information that was there. And the house girl was all, had already gone with the, with, the, with the man, so they were in the car. So the man rushed back upstairs. The moment he opened the door, he, there he was, uh, his 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 houseboy on top of his wife, and the man got broken. The man got broken. The funny thing is that even the church suspended the man. It was a very hard stuff. When I heard the, the news, it came on the news. Those of you in Ghana, it came on the uh, What's his name? This um, is a capital radio or one of the radio hosts. Um, I forgot him. He used to do such a program <clears throat> for men, women to even call in and make confession. But don't stay stay quiet. Don't tell who you are. But just make confession. 
Kwam Sefa Kain, is that Kwam Sefa Kain? I think so. And it was, it was heartbreaking how women who are married, powerful people and everything, to all over the place. See, I've seen, I've dealt with a situation, a situation that a man, a married man, is sleeping with a house girl. Sleeping with everything that has got skirts on, this guy is just opening it. And it, the heart, I looked at, I spoke to him, I said, listen, what, what's wrong with you? What is wrong? What's going on in your head? <clears throat> the devil can sow these seeds. So please, let us be careful. There is a scripture, I hope I can find it. I hope I can find it. I hope I can find the scripture that any man that gives themselves to adultery, he says that the Bible says that you are not wise. There's a scripture. I hope I can find it. I, 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 can't, I, I can't find it at the moment. But uh, uh, please, uh, Auntie EGL, uh, can you find it for me? There's a scripture that says that a man that gives himself for sexual immorality or adultery is not wise. Forgotten that scripture. But I hope I can find it to show it to you. It is a dangerous thing to sell yourself short because of women. And it's a dangerous and a, a demeaning thing to say, I've seen this, these situations. <laughs> it is not what you think. Have you heard that statement before? Yes, please. Yes, okay. please. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's not what yeah. you think. Yeah. yeah. The sister is messing about with somebody else's husband, and the husband calls you and says, Listen, what you're doing is, so where are you? So I'm at this place. What is going on there? So I, I went to come and pick up this. Meanwhile, the sister wasn't there, you know. She was in somebody else's uh, uh, husband's house, cooking otto uh, impotompoto, <laughs> cooking impotompoto. Meanwhile, it's in Proverbs. Uh, thank you. The scripture yeah, is in Proverbs. Proverbs what? Uh, Proverbs six, verse thirty-two. Yeah, a man that does that. The Bible says that you are not wise. Says that you are foolish. You are foolish man. And the sister is in somebody else's eyes. He who commits adultery lacks sense. Yeah, you lack sense. Who does? Who you destroy your own self? Yeah. And the sister was in somebody else's bed, a friend's husband's bed. And the excuse of the guy is that come and do potompoto for me. By the time he finished, they were already potompoto. They had messed themselves up. People of God, this is not what God is requiring us to walk in. And this brought the marriage down. This situation brought the marriage down. They won't say the truth. And the, the, one, the husband began, the husband of the woman who did that began to uh, pronounce curses upon both of them. And the situation began to take effect. And I had to deal with it. People of God, these things, the Bible says that it's dangerous. Adultery is dangerous. And the next one is Hosea. Hosea, Hosea and Goma also walked in the same capacity in Hosea chapter 1, verse 3. And this time around, it was Israel. Israel with their adulterous mind, seeking after other people's God, which, which, which leads me to the second um, position of uh, adultery, which is the spiritual adultery, where men 
instead of us staying with the most high true God, we begin to chase after other evil and other spiritual powers that is not in alignment with the spirit of God. And they are chasing, and that the Bible says that the Lord sees that as immoral act or adulterous act. And God's heart breaks if we, instead of us following after him, but rather follow after other things that can destroy our lives. And we go out there, people, a pastor is holding a Bible and yet has got some evil powers underneath his pulpit. And he's preaching Jesus, but he's got some, some stuff underneath his pulpit. Hallelujah. And this is very rampant in a lot of countries, in a lot of places. And God's heart can be broken if we do that. And here Hosea, the Lord said, I go and do this. I want you to go and marry a prostitute. And then the prostitute, the reasons is this. The prostitute will go behind you and go and mess about and then come back in again and all that. And I'll use that as a sign to speak to Israel and bring my judgment upon the people of Israel. Because that is how they treat me. Spiritual adultery. We are all over the place messing about, seeking for evil forces, powers that is not of God, and all kinds of things, and bringing them in the church and using the Bible in the name of Jesus to cover it up as if that, that is the true God. God sees, sees everything. God sees everything. God sees. Unfortunately, most of them have got crowds. In Africa, most parts of the world, they've got crowds, they've got people. Be careful. Please be careful where you go. Be careful where you go. It's all right to follow after them. I'm, I'm telling of the truth. What some of them have dealt with it. I went to preach somewhere in 2018 in Ghana. I went to preach. I went with Anne. I went with my mom. When I was standing there to preach, a close friend of mine, a close friend of mine, the Lord had revealed to me three years prior to that date. And I saw in the dream, it was a dream. I saw the Lord plucking the sun. Can you see? Can you understand the, the scenario? The Lord took the sun from the skies like that and threw it in anger to hit that friend of mine. And it knocked him down <clears throat> like a football. It knocked him down and he was dying. About, about six or seven months later, his heart caught fire and everything bent to ashes. But I called him and I said, my brother, this is what I have seen. I saw the hand of God because in the vision, it was the hand of God. I saw it as the hand of God, taking the sun in the skies as a ball, took it out there and threw it against this brother. I said, my brother, please, this is what I have seen. Whatever you are doing, be careful. I don't know where you are, not knowing, not knowing. At the time, some of the friends had pushed him to the place where both some of the friends that I knew at the time and some of the men of God that were, were about 15 or 16 pastors, young, young pastors, very on, power, on fire, every day praying four or five hours a day before the day even begins. And so we're all out there. But some of them, they could not wait for the presence of God to work with them. So they followed some other men of God that I knew. And they went out there to go and messed up and then did this spiritual adultery. 
and they took all these things and this situation so they were making money they were making money they called me they told me and i was thinking, sitting down in london here poor struggling to even put common meal on my table and then this brother when i went to ghana i said oh i'm here i'm coming to to because I, we started the church together and i went there to speak to him i went there and i thought that i've been in the in the church where this is a brother we lived together and all that but i had forgotten about the dream the vision the lord showed me i had forgotten when he gave me pulpit to come and minister i stood on the pulpit and my mouth zipped up you can ask my wife you can ask my mom they were there that day they were in the church and the people were sitting down and i was struggling to speak i couldn't preach i'm telling you i couldn't preach and then something prompted me prompted me to turn my my eyes to the right i saw on the right a miniature of the pulpit i was standing on half of it was buried on the ground i'm talking of something that i've dealt with personally so i couldn't understand so after the service and everything the man had to come and take over that service and began to do all kinds of stuff and everything. I said, that's fine. After the service, I quickly called the wife. I said, my dear, come, I need to meet you. I need to see you. So we met and I began to question her. So what have you done? What is going on in that place? Tell me something. I don't know why I could not preach. I prayed and prayed. I couldn't preach. I spoke in tongues. Nothing came out. I was struggling all over the place. What is happening? What is that small puppet, the same type of that puppet? What is hiding out on the floor there? And all of us mm. began to break up. So Kwame, she calls me Kwame because that's how close we are. Mama Janice, you may know her because she came to your house. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. And then she began to break down. Tell me everything. She told me everything. Now, you know what has happened? She had to run away for her life from that marriage. And this is somebody, he's a bishop. Somebody is a bishop carrying the, uh, the bishop title ordained by a man of God is very, and all he's got even branches. And can you imagine these people in his church where they are heading to? He's got crowd. People of God, I have to tell you the truth. I'm telling you, there are so many dangerous things out there. Be careful. Be careful. And this, God's anger is against it. And so the Bible does not want us to get ourselves involved with this. The fourth situation is this, that the woman caught in the act of adultery, the Bible says it was an act of adultery. Yeah. If Jesus was not on the scene, this woman would have been killed by the law. So please, let us be careful. You can go into somebody's husband, and when the man meets you, the next thing is that your blood is spilling out there coffin is there and then you're going for funeral it happened not long ago a police officer shot a lady in the street in ghana and, and killed himself it happened in the news you know and I, I read it i saw the pictures my heart was broken this guy is was already married but he was having an affair and the girl is now also having an affair somewhere and the man was upset and so now all kinds of things all over the place and now the two of them dead hallelujah the bible says that we have to be careful if this happens this can lead to a divorce if a married man if you see your wife in bed with another man i don't think that you'll be too happy to keep the woman again and the bible jesus christ uh, affirms that that should happen 
You have the right to do that. And I've seen that life incarnate, people of God. The woman can also walk away and leave the man alone. So keep him, keep them. Go mess yourself up as much as you want. People of God, this is a very tough su uh, subject to deal with in the church. And a lot of people would rather encourage men and speak. And the Bible said, and the Bible said, motivate people and all that. But the truth of the word will not be shared so that lives can be lived in accordance with the will of God so that we can glorify the Father in the image that he wants us to live in. But rather, we give ourselves up. Because if the man of God says that now, that you shall not commit adultery, it is said in the Bible, Please don't do it. You know the next thing. The church will be empty. The church will be empty. His offering will not come. The members will not pay anything. Hallelujah. They are Amen. works of the flesh. They Amen. are killable. They can kill you both in spirit and physical. So please flee. Run. When you see that happening, what you do is just do what? Run. Run away. Because that will save your life. I hope this message comes to you in a good heart and you have been able to learn some few things about it. I pray that the Spirit of God will help us to be able to discipline ourselves, both Amen. the women and the men. I'm saying both Amen. the women and the men. The women, Amen. the Lord respects and values you. You are a special uh, creation of him. And so please do not trivialize your position for just lasting. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. While you finish, you finish it and sit down in your head. will be spinning all over the place and you'll be so disappointed and everything. And then it opens a door for evil to persevere and thrive in your life. David did that. He's a, a typical example. After a while, his own son started sleeping with his wife. His own son. Yeah. That is how bad adultery can lead you to. His own son. Leave the house helps alone and let them do their job. And if you need to settle, please get the right man settled, get the right woman settled, and make sure that the two of you respect each other, respect the bed. The Bible says that the bed of a married man is an undefiled one, which means that God respects that you keep the marriage pure because impurity can kill. And this will deny you of the access of the things of the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God bless Amen. you so much. Stay safe. Stay Amen. away from them. The same thing that the woman or the man has, the same thing. Yes, maybe some of them has abused years, but please uh, make sure that you work on it and the Lord will help you. I know this is a matured, matured statement, but hey, I've got to say it. I've got to tell the truth. If not, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't want God to punish me and say, you didn't tell them the truth and you were sugarcoating it and all that. I, I, I've just told you the truth. So please uh, be safe and make sure that the Lord uh, is glorified in your body. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, brothers, the Bible says in Proverbs 6, verse 32, he who commits adultery, he says that you lack sense. So if you see a man who, who is senseless, who is committing adultery, he's a senseless man. He, he's, he's foolish. Yeah, yeah, he's foolish. And he, and, he, and he who does that destroys himself. That's what the Bible says. So he's destroying himself. If a, a woman, you find that is happening, please make sure that you don't work with a senseless man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You, you don't want to work Amen. with a foolish man. So please... 
brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, everybody on the platform. I pray that God helps us to be disciplined in our actions, in our activities. If you see your man walking in that capacity, please do your best to be able to um, uh, advise or uh, encourage, encourage them to stop because it's not something that God delights. Hallelujah. David's heart was broken in pieces. He, he had to literally write a psalm to woo God, to get him back on track, to a point where God sent an angel on errand with a sword and started killing Israel because of one woman, one woman. Because of a, the brother, the man of God went slept with a woman and Israel paid the price. The people of God paid the price. So you don't know your actions, what will lead to, what will happen to your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. It can affect generations yet to come because of what we open to. So I'm very, very careful. I'm very, very careful. I'm very, very careful about these things. It's easy to happen. I'm telling you, it's easy to happen. It can happen in a split second. It, it's easy to happen. Don't never think that you are too powerful, you are too strong, oh, I can handle this. No, 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 no. No, don't, don't think like that because the mind might think like that, but the heart won't. Yeah, the heart won't. So be careful. Yeah. That's why um, the heart is a deceitful thing. Nobody should trust the heart. You know, never trust the heart. But let God be the one that rules the affairs of your life. In your privacy, in your secret chambers, let God be the one that leads you. If you ask him for help for Amen. a husband, for a wife, he will give you. Yes, for Amen. somebody who don't want to be single, tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want to be single. He will give you a man. He will give you a woman. Amen. Just tell him. It will happen. It will happen by the grace of God. God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen.